Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the Old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. On this week's show, we're going to speak with Julie Bonner. She's a local artist, an entrepreneur, and she's just an all-around community maker and connector. Today is May 7th, 2023. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A-Mountain to the University of Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org, also available on your iPhone or Android with our very own Downtown Tucson radio app. You can interact with us on the show by heading over to uh, Facebook and Instagram. And for more information about what we do, who we are, maybe some of our past episodes or where to get a copy of our book, you can head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org. And of course, you can listen to the podcast just about anywhere you find your favorite ones, uh, platforms like Spotify, iTunes, and just simply asking your smart speaker to play Life Along the Streetcar podcast. Well, last week was kind of busy for me. I had a, a presentation at the TCC. Uh, I was the host for Keep Tucson Sketchy. I was doing all kinds of prep and rehearsals and, and being all fancy and funny. Uh, well, I was trying to be funny and fancy, and I didn't have time to get a show in last week. So I want to thank uh, the musical bum DJ Bank for extending the art of easing for a half hour and filling in for me last week. And honestly, you probably uh, probably didn't even notice. You just get into that art of easing, and then it just eases right on into uh, the next show. And uh, today, I'm going to do a little bit of, uh, of an interview that we had with Julie Bonner for uh, a Meet the Artist event over at the Tucson Gallery. Uh, you, you, you've heard me in the past that we have different artists in each week, and we get to interview them and chat with them. And this one I thought was really particularly interesting, because not only is she an artist, but Julie really is an entrepreneur. She's found ways to make uh, a living out of her art. She's a mentor. She's, uh, she's a community. She's engaged in our community. and Just does so many wonderful things. I wanted to share her story and, and maybe uh, spark some creativity in some of you out there as well. Uh, this is my interview with Julie Bonner from a couple of weeks ago at uh, the Tucson Gallery. And today we are joined by, I don't even know how to describe the number of jobs that this woman has, but we're, I'm just going to say her name and then we'll do her intro because her intro is going to take the entire time. <laughs> but we have the, the, the Julie Bonner with us today. Thank you. Happy to be here. Tonight's going to be, today's going to be a good day. Today, tonight, it's all going to be fun. The whole day. And so we're recording this and then it, it gets played back. And, and I know some of the things you're doing, they're probably going to happen before this actually airs, but you got some like cool stuff coming up. Like you're doing a huge presentation in a week, aren't you? Yes. For the public relations society of America. It's pretty epic. I think this might be the fanciest guest we've had. <laughs> you're like, so, so that Joe Padgett's pretty fancy too. I don't know. He dresses like a hot dog. It's <laughs> not fancy. So, but you, so I've seen more and more of this where you are out doing presentations. Cause you, well, let's set the stage here. You're an artist. You, you make wonderful paintings in our gallery. Uh, you've got a tremendous uh, line of merchandise. You're a creative director. You're a consultant. You're a speaker. Like you do all of these things and you help artists make money and, and like you're just like everywhere. Like how do you how do you manage all of this? 
I think eight hours of sleep. I think if I don't sleep eight hours, then it all falls to pieces. So I'm going to say good sleep. <laughs> so I saw you, last time I saw you present was at uh, 10 West. Oh yeah. Yeah. You were doing something there with uh branding. That was great. That was really fun. An awesome panel about branding. And then this event you have coming up with that acronym you just used, this is like a, a like a larger convention though, right? Yeah. It's the Western district national conference. Okay. And, um, I'm talking about design for communications, which is to me super exciting. Anything, I, anytime I could talk about like design and art, um, and help educate others about that makes me pumped up. All right. And I, I definitely get that sense. You, you really and have this uh, glow about you as you're like when someone gets it and they like sort of change how they do things or they understand what you're saying, you can see you like, okay, check that. I got, <laughs> I, well, I've saved one person. Now who's next? <laughs> I saved one person from Papyrus and Comic Sans. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> and I was the person she saved from <laughs> yeah. Comic Sans, just so you know. Um, so let, let's start. What, what happened first? Were you a creative uh, designer or were you an artist first? Like what came first or did they... Uh, honestly, being an artist. So when I was three is when I exclaimed to my teacher parents that I wanted to be an artist. And my dad, who's a math teacher, was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't understand. I can't compute. So um, I've always been an artist and always drawing, painting and art class was always my favorite in school. OK, so uh, three years. And uh, at what point um, did you start like like really sort of looking at art as a, uh, a ways to make an income. I would say my first paid creative project was I was a senior in high school in New York and a local pizza place needed a logo. Okay. And so, um, I designed a logo and they're like, Hey, can you paint? Can you paint it on the window? And I said, sure. And then they said, do you know anyone that wants to work in the pizza place? And I was like, yeah, I could use some extra money. So I ended up working there too and delivering pizzas. <laughs> so it was like a win, win, win. That's, that seems like the typical Julie job. I'm going to, I'm going to do your marketing and graphic design. I'll do all of your artwork and yeah, I'll, I'll deliver your pizzas too. Yep. Fantastic. Delivery was my favorite part. It's like uh, driving in my Volvo, playing my rock music. So fun. How did you get from New York to Tucson? Oh, geez. An old relationship, but I stayed cause I loved it so much. So okay. this was 20 years ago. Wow. So I feel like a Tucsonan at this point. I think so. I've been here a little bit longer than that. And I, I, I feel like Tucson-ish. Yeah. <laughs> Tucson-ish. <laughs> Tucson yeah. I, yeah. Maybe I'm Tucson-esque. There you go. Yeah, not quite, not, not quite a native Tucsonan, right. but, but they're long enough. Uh, I think now that there are adults in the world that have, were born in Tucson that have been here less time than me, I think I count. Yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. hundred percent. So you started, um, you started like freelancing then. Mm -hmm. And then you... You got a job doing, doing this, like a, like a full-time job? Or yeah. So, so I actually decided in high school to study graphic design. And so I went to college at Drexel University to study graphic design and play tennis for Drexel, D1. And um, so four years of education and design, and I got to hone some um, fine art skills there too. So it was really fun. And then from there, got a job as a graphic designer in-house over in Philly. Okay. Nice. And then I know when you moved to Tucson, the first project I saw you working on was the, uh, the desert dwellers flashcards. Oh, I think that's the first time I really got to know you, but that was, that was really like a, a project for your son. 
Yeah. Desert Dwellers came about when Seaver was about one. And so I was teaching them the alphabet and using books. And I was like, some of these are boring. And uh, maybe we can uh, have something that features our local wildlife because I'm a big animal lover. And so came up with the idea to create a set of flashcards of desert animals from A to Z, but also combining my passions of like painting and education. And so that's where the concept came from. And how old Seaver now? Oh my gosh. Seaver is 12. All right. So I've known you about 11 years then. I think because yeah. you were just kind of getting that launch. Maybe yeah. you would just, uh, just put that out to, to, to the public somewhere soon after that. Yeah. So what does A stand for in your desert dwellers? In my set, it's Anna's hummingbird all the way to zebra tail lizard. So Anna's hummingbird is the name of the hummingbird. Yeah. I didn't know that. I gave you a hard time because I'm like, okay, I don't understand this. Okay, this is really cute. But A, yeah. it, like you really stretched to get Anna's hummingbird. I <laughs> yeah. thought Anna was like a person used to the name in there. And oh, like, okay, and you're like, okay. You're like, and you're like, no, that's the name of the bird. Oh, yeah, that's like, funny. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I'm learning too. So yeah. they help adults as well. There's, I actually try to include like fun facts and stories that even as an adult, we don't know. Um, trying to make it really fun. And also, of course, it's pretty hard to get a whole alphabet. Like X was tricky, you know, so... Um, but a big goal of mine was getting birds, mammals, reptiles, like arachnids is as, as diverse as I could in 26. And if you haven't seen these, they're, they're flashcards with a beautiful, uh, uh, drawing on one side and then the alphabet letter and the story on the backside. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then some of your drawings, then I think you've actually turned into larger prints and, and uh, you offer those just as standalones, I think. Yeah. So the original 26, they were acrylic paintings. I actually showed in the Madeiras Gallery years ago. Oh, wow. And then. Um, you are fancy. But look at this. Now I'm in the Tucson Gallery. So this is this is exciting. And then um, took that. And that's some of the things I promote is like, how can you use your art mm -hmm. and create other products and art gifts from that? And I credit also um, Diana Madeiras was a mentor of mine. And she is amazing at business and understanding how to sort of work the wholesale retail scene and how to, um, expand. And so I, I've learned a lot from her and continue to like make prints and greeting cards and posters, you know, of my art. Yeah. And when we, when your philosophy is very much what we were striving for when we, we had the galleries, how to, how to continue to make money after you've created the original work. And there was no question, you know, Tony Ray Darren, my business partners in this, we were all immediately like, yeah, we need Julie involved from the beginning to really kind of help bridge that gap. Cause you, your mind works differently than a lot of others. Cause you have the creative side, but you also have that analytical business side that you must be come from your dad and the math. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but, but you, you bridge both gaps and yeah. a lot. We've seen people that are heavily on one side or the other and uh, they, they struggle. Yeah, it can be hard. So, um, one, one thing was is years ago, I was thinking that I wanted to start my own art business. So for 10 years, I actually ran my own graphic design business. But right before I decided to go back to school and I earned my master's in business. And that was to help just make me feel more comfortable, just sort of understanding the business side of things more. Um, and so I kind of, I love doing that, doing both of those sides. But to artists, those don't normally come naturally. Mm -hmm. And so it can be, feel really weird to promote yourself, to market yourself to put yourself out there. Um, but I think we're creating here at the Tucson gallery, like a really nice collective and supporting artists, helping artists. Yeah, and it's interesting because we've been doing these meet the artists for, for a while and the, the artists approach the, the, the promotion of their event a little bit differently, but again, no one's done it like you, where you like, you made them create your own drink. You're uh, you know, you're out here creating events. You've got talking points and everyone else just shows up and they're going to have like a glass of beer or something. And, and you're, you're ready. You're like, ready. bring it on. I'm going to, I'm going to use this opportunity to teach people. 
Yeah. No, I'm excited tonight. Um, I hope to help, you know, up and coming artists, uh, give them some tips about how to connect, maybe how to promote themselves and some other things that, um, maybe you don't think of right away, but they're really not that hard. As long as you just start small, it's not too much. Yeah. And we're, I mean, because this is airing after the meet the artist fence, some people may have missed it. What are a couple of those tips? I mean, what are some of those things that you might want to impart to the, to this younger generation, or not even younger generation, this newer, yeah, scene, anyone. This, this newer artist getting into the field. Yeah. Anyone that's creative and has been thinking about like they're a maker, painter, designer, photographer. Um, one of the things that I talked about earlier was sort of combining my passion. So with the flashcards, it really was a passion project. So art, animals, education, um, helping my son. So it was everything wrapped in one. And then when you design something or create something, that really speaks to you. You do it with um, so much heart and so much, um, uh, you create a really quality product. And then what happens from there is other people see that and you get hired to do more of the same. And I know that Joe um, had done that with his mural on stone. You know, he created something that was his concept, not a client concept. And it helps show the general public like, hey, I can do this. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, most people knew me as a graphic designer and I was known for logo and identity design, but not necessarily fine art. So it was my way with the flashcards was showing people I'm a fine artist, too. Yeah, I think the the authenticity that comes through really creates a, a really solid product both artistically and commercially. We'll be back to the second half of our interview with Julie Bonner from the Meet the Artist series at the Tucson Gallery. But first, I want to remind you that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM and streaming on downtownradio.org. Greetings and salutations, Downtown Radio listeners. Paleo Dave, your unfrozen caveman DJ here to spread the good word about the Scrambled Sunrise Rock Mix happening every weekday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on Downtown Radio. From the earliest days of psych, punk, and new wave to 80s college rock, 90s alternative, and the ongoing wave of 21st century indie rock, it's all right here on the Scrambled Sunrise. So tune in via 99.1 FM if you're in the greater downtown area or streaming worldwide via downtownradio.org. Thank you, Paleo Dave. And let's jump back into that interview with Julie Bonner. Kind of talked about uh, her successes and, and what she's been going through. And now I want to get in a little bit towards uh, the mentorship of, of being a young artist here in Tucson. And you mentioned earlier uh, with Diana Medeiros, you know, you found a mentor in that. I, a lot of these artists, they talk about someone in their life that gave them that, that spark or that courage. Like, how do you find a mentor? So uh, what's funny is, um, you know, I admired her work and her business sense. And so I actually went to the gallery and I know she was hiring for sales positions. And so I just went in and I was like, okay, I, maybe I'll be a salesperson here. And so we got talking and I wasn't the best, um, but it got us sort of chatting. And so it worked out where, um, I got her advice about sort of wholesale and creating my art and some feedback on some of my paintings. And then I helped her with some graphic design and some event promotion. And so I really, um, figured out how it could be a win-win for both of us. So I learned a lot. So I think if you just kind of put yourself out there, like I'm not necessarily a salesperson, but I went in and was like, okay, I, I, I'd like to connect with her. Like, what can I do? How can I help? And so that's one way I think people can like approach someone else to possibly learn something from. Maybe there's something you can help them with too. Yeah. That, I think that's a really good, good point. So some of the conversations we've had in the past, the, the conversation is why well, I was lucky to find, or I was fortunate to be in this situation, but even though they consider themselves lucky, the artist put themselves in that situation 
it was intentional and they, and they ended up attracting that what they needed. They might not have known right away, Hey, I'm going to have Dinah Medeiros as a mentor, but you knew going in, I, I want a little bit of what she's got. I'm willing to give something and, and hopefully get something as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. I mean, I'd say go for it. And the worst you hear is no. And, and it's okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, sometimes hard to hear that, but yeah. trust me, you hear it long <laughs> enough and you, you get used to it. So hey, you do, en- <laughs> do enough art markets and, um, and you, you can react, you can like get used to, you know, every kind of thing. So let's talk about some other things that you are, are doing. Cause I, I know this is not art related, but it, it's, it's kind of uh, like a tangent. Cause you just recently, uh, with you, with your husband, Jeff, who's got products here in the, in the gallery, you, you, you purchased a home as an Airbnb and then you went in and like, arted it up. You got like all kinds of like, you went crazy on that house. This was really exciting. So we turned the home that we were living into Airbnb and decided on a theme. So it's called bike Haven. And I think having a theme for whatever you do really helps hone in kind of your decor, the style, the mood and who you want to attract. And so, um, not only do we have bike art throughout and I'm, um, I painted five murals throughout the home. So I tried to differentiate each room. So when this is on, Verbo or Airbnb, you can see this is the primary bedroom. This is the the mountain room. This is the Sora room. This is the prickly pear room. And so I did murals um, on each wall of different colors. And then um, it was just so fun. I really loved painting and especially it was kind of cush versus like with some of my friends, like Joe Ignacio, like they're outside and it's rough. Like I was in AC, <laughs> I was in AC and then Seaver and I watched some Saturday Night Live together. And so it was like a really fun, enjoyable process. And what's great is we've been, um, booked since October and, and now I'm using that creative marketing brain to figure out how will we survive summer? Cause yeah. it's our first summer oh, okay. with the Airbnb. So I'm trying yeah. to put together some ideas right now. Yeah. I remember what I was talking to Joe about like his advice and he's like, get air conditioned first floor projects. Yes. <laughs> None of this outside scaffolding yes. things. Um, and so that's a cool, that's, I think it's fun. And it's again, just another way that, that business and, and, and art sort of meld together for you and, and not always the most obvious ways. Yes. Yeah. And then you are a big part of creative mornings. So we got to talk about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to bring that up in the talk later too, because another thing I advise is just networking. And some people hate that word or, or hate when you say that, um, just because of the connotation of like, you got to go around and talk to strangers. But sometimes there's um, things you can go do where you find really like-minded people like creative mornings. And so creative mornings, Tucson, that this chapter started four years ago, but it's an international free talk. So there's chapters all around the world and it's based on a theme every month. And it's a 20 minute talk. Um, you net, you like hang out in the beginning and then, um, there's a talk on a certain theme and then you hang out a little bit after. Um, but it's so fun and it brings out all the creatives. And we also like say everyone's a creative. So it's, it's once a month. So if you go on creative mornings, Tucson, online. You can check out, um, each talk. It's just so fun to be a part of. And, um, it's, it's like one Friday a month. I just love being there. And, and you know, me too, from doing, I always handle the 30 second pitches. So it's also opportunity for people with exciting news to give a 30 second pitch about what's happening in the community. Cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I've been to a few of their fun and, um, not, and, and they're informative. I I've, I've made every time I've gone, I've made at least one connection that that helped with a radio show or with a gallery or something to that effect. And I, I can't always go, but I, I do try to make a point of when I can get yeah. in there. Are you still doing your podcast? No, not right now. Although 
I really love. Well, well, what was your podcast that you were working on? It, it, well, it was um, like creative community. And so I interview different creative entrepreneurs in Tucson um, to learn about what they're doing, but also the business side of their like creative Mm -hmm. business. So I may be starting something in the future to be seen. We'll, we'll, uh, oh, she's, got a, she's got like a little, like a little grin. Like I <laughs> might be starting something. I, I can't say or deny at this time, but keep an eye on my website. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's but coming I, soon. Yeah. So how do people follow you? Like your social media oh, website? Oh yeah. Uh, my personal brand or for my art is Julie original. So on every social media, Instagram, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on LinkedIn too, but Julie Originals. Is, Julie, not Julie's. Yep, just Julie. Julie, Julie Originals. Originals. Oh, and you know why I do that? Why? Because when I was little, I used to make custom greeting cards for my friends, and I always would sign the back Julie Originals. So this is this is like a brand since I was very very young. Oh my gosh, you've been you've been like meant for this life. I think so. It's going well. It's going pretty good. So if you're a young artist out there, creative designer, um, I, we didn't even talk about uh, her education because she's she teaches at Pima College and does so much. If you're out there, take her advice, seek out a mentor, maybe seek out Julie Bonner as a mentor and figure out what you bring to the table to help her. Because I could use some help. You uh, yeah. you get someone under uh, you get under that tutelage and you can really, really build a, a big brand and, uh, and Julie can help you do that. Yeah, but you got to bring something to the table for. You know what I would I would love help with. What do you want? Um, I'd say I, this is even my, in my um, advice is that part of um, being an artist and selling art gifts and stuff is um, communication with your retailers, communication, and continuing to check up. And as you get busy, that's one thing that gets hard. So help with someone reaching out, like helping me with emails or that kind of thing, is perfect. Um, uh, I, I will tell you, cause yeah. I, I have the book that I, you know, the, the book that I wrote is it's, it's only out in a few places. And I, I, I just assumed they would call me if they needed some and no one called me. So then I kind of reached out and like, Oh yeah, you can bring some more in. We're out. I'm like, I didn't know. Yes. So it's, it's a big, I think there's a misconception. I mean, I wouldn't have bought them all, but yeah. I, so I, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, one, the one reason I also made the flashcards is that I was in sort of a service-based industry. So I was in graphic design. And so for everything I did, it was always sort of like a new project, new project. And I was like, let me try my hand at doing a product as well. Well, one thing is it's great once you make the product, but something that now everyone understands is like, you have to continually promote the product after you make it. And so not everyone realizes how much work goes into that. And so whether that's, um, connecting with the retailers, checking, do you need more, um, finding, um, new retail opportunities, um, and seeing how you can help them promote what's going on. So it's a, it's a constant sort of communication, um, exchange that keeps happening. So there you go, folks. If you are listening and you are looking for a mentor, Julie may be available and, uh, uh, she has a need. So if you think you can fill that need, we're, we're going to be doing mentor matching. That should be our next podcast. Uh, mentor matching. Yeah. But Julie, it's always fun hanging out with you. Appreciate all that you do for the community. Love uh, your work. And, and, you know, the Tucson gallery would not be where it is without your input and, and, you know, kind of your, your insight as we got this thing rolling. So thank you for that. Thank you. Happy to be here. Julie Bonner. Uh, I don't even, again, don't know how to describe her. Just extraordinary. So we'll just leave it at the extraordinary Julie Bonner. Thank you. All right. Thanks all. That was an interview we did with Julie Bonner as part of Meet the Artist series from the Tucson Gallery. Again, as you heard, a lot of different influences and impacts in our community. So I thought it was definitely worth resharing on uh, this platform.
And this platform is Life Along the Streetcar, and you're listening to it on 99.1 FM and streaming on downtownradio.org. Support for Downtown Radio is provided by the Tucson Gallery, located in downtown Tucson inside of the proper shops at 300 East Congress Street. The Tucson Gallery offers original work, reproductions, and merchandise from Tucson artists like Joe Padgett, Jessica Gonzalez, Ignacio Garcia, and many more. For information about all the artists, including when they will be live at the gallery, head to the TucsonGallery.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook as Tucson Gallery. That is Brother Mock. There is uh, one of our fabulous DJs on Downtown Radio. You can head over to, to downtownradio.org if you want to see the full lineup. He's got a couple of shows. He's got the radio uh, club crawl, which it's fun to listen to all the bands coming in for that week. He also does uh, the music invasion. And uh, yeah, he's one of our talented, talented DJs, all on downtownradio.org. Hey, coming up next, speaking of talent, uh, we got Ted Prozelski with his show Words and Work where he interviews writers and members of the labor movement, uh, which, uh, you know, interestingly, with the Hollywood writer's strike, you know, kind of wonder if he's going to talk about that, um, bridging two, uh, two gaps there. Um, what else? Yeah, and then at the top of the hour, we got Ty Logan. He comes in at noon. Uh, great, fantastic um, um, uh, show that he puts on, and back into the music after after that. And then, you know, Monday through Friday, we are a rock mix, so... If you're looking for some cool music, you don't really need to go anywhere anywhere else. And if you think of anything for the show, hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. We're always looking for new stories and uh, those hidden gems that you would like us to share with the world. Tag us in something and we can track it down or head over to our website, lifealongthestreetcar.org, uh, and you can hit the contact button there if you uh, would uh, would like to do to do that. Well, here we are into May. Um, the, the, the spring is flying by. It's going to be warmer and warmer over the next few weeks here. So uh, uh, we're going to have some hot shows for you as we get into May, June, and July. But I wanted to leave you with some music today uh, that represented our guest. Our guest was Julie Bonner. She is classy. She speaks Tucson, community driver. So we found some music from another classy person, uh, Gabriel Name Amore. He is a French-born musician. He's been in Tucson since the 90s. Uh, and this is a classy version of a song called Tucson, Arizona. My name is Tom Heath. I hope you have a great week. And tune in next Sunday for more Life Along the Streetcar. La chaleur de l'après-midi nous enferme chez nous. Tucson, Arizona. La chaleur de la peau nous enferme dans nos têtes. Tucson, Arizona. C'est la retraite.